Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of All in Tech. I hope you guys are doing great. Today we have the Samsung Galaxy S24 and S24 Plus. We're going to be talking about what's the same and what's different on these two phones because obviously they're very similar. One's bigger essentially and they are separated by $200. So not much necessarily, but it could also be what makes or breaks your decision. So let's talk about it. All right, so these both were announced January 17th, and they are available, I believe, at the time of this recording. They should be available to order from any store. And so they're obviously very much here now, and I'm very happy because I've always looked forward to the Unpacked events and whatnot. So let's start off with the S22. I mean, S22, the S24. This will not be the only time this happens throughout this episode. I, I, I don't know why. Um, we have 167 grams of weight for the S24. And we have 197 grams of weight for the S24+. Plus. Either way, uh, they're both technically light phones. Uh, the S24 Plus is a little bit heavier. Just a little bit. Um, I don't think it's too big of a deal, but if you really care about lightweightness, then the S24 is going to be the better option of the two. As for the build quality, we do have Gorilla Glass on the front, which is Gorilla Glass Victus 2. And you also have that on the back as well with an aluminum frame to wrap it all up for both phones. So there is no difference in build quality when it comes to these two phones. They're pretty much built the same way, and they're very durable. Um, they actually have gotten really close to the iPhone's design uh, in terms of how it feels in the hand, how the design looks, the flushness with the glass and the aluminum frame. Uh, a lot of that has been very, very similar to the iPhone, and so I think you'll like it quite a lot. I know I did with my S22 Plus. I think that was really the beginning of how it felt in the hand it felt very iphone-ish it was very interesting and i really liked it because it's a very premium build so this thing is excellent just all the way around you have ip68 water and dust resistance for both phones you also have armor aluminum 2 and this is apparently tougher for drops and scratch resistance that's what they say um, but aluminum technically is still aluminum Moving on to the display, we do have a dynamic AMOLED 2X display, 120Hz refresh rate on both HDR10+, 2000 nits, or actually 2600 nits of peak brightness on both phones. So these are going to be easily viewable outdoors, and so not really any problems with visibility. The sizes here is where there are a little bit of a difference, you have 6.2 inches on the S24 versus the 6.7 inches of the S24 Plus. Now these both grew in size. Uh, last year, the S23 and the S23 Plus were 6.1 inches and 6.6 inches respectively. And so they have grown just a little bit. It's not too big of a deal, but I think that you still kind of see it. Now, as for the screen to body ratio, there is a little bit of a difference there too. 
you have 90.9 screen to body ratio on the S24 and 91.6 screen to body ratio on the S24 Plus. So you are getting technically more screen real estate with the S24 Plus. I mean, that was already kind of obvious. Uh, we do have a resolution of 1080p by 2340. So, and an aspect ratio of 19 and a half by nine. Here is where it is another difference. 1080p panel on the S24 base model. So you do not get high resolution display, but this time for the first time since the, I believe 2020 with the Galaxy S20 Plus, we get the quad HD display back. So we have 1440p by 20 or by 3120 resolution. And we haven't had that since the S20 Plus back in 2020. So that is an excellent um, thing to have back because they stripped it away from the Plus models after 2020, which is kind of unfortunate. But they finally brought it back three generations, four generations later. So amazing to have that back. High resolution display on a slightly smaller screen than the Ultra, which gives it pretty much a little bit of a better PPI density, which is 513 compared to, I believe, the Ultra's 508. I think it was somewhere on there. So it's not a huge, huge deal, but it is still nice to have the highest resolution back on the S22 or S24 Plus. I told you it wouldn't be the first time um, or only time. Um, this does have always on display everything that you want with this Samsung panel. Moving on to the platform, we do have Android 14 with One UI 6.1 on both. So most phones, at least with my flagship phone with the S21, I have gotten the 6.0 update and that dramatically changed the phone. But the 6.1, that's the one that actually has all the AI features with Google and all the circle to search features and whatnot. That is the highlight feature of this phone, along with a bunch of little AI things baked into Samsung apps and generally into the phone as well, which I really like, especially that Notes AI. I think I would absolutely love that. I use Samsung Notes a lot. Um, it's my primary sort of uh, note-taking app. I also use Notion. Those two kind of go hand in hand, which is why I always have to have a Samsung phone. and the rest can be dealt with on Notion. So we do have the Qualcomm Snapdragon 8 Generation 3. This will be the chipset that's used in the US, China, and Canada. But unfortunately, um, you do get the Exynos 2400 everywhere else. So if you live in the Americas, if you live in uh, certain parts of Europe, like Russia, um, whatnot, you are going to get the Exynos 2400. I don't know. I can't speak on that processor. All I know is that we haven't had the best history with Exynos, obviously. Uh, they are decent chips. They are obviously still flagship, but they, you know, we've had their issues. I mean, we've had a lot of stories about this one and comparisons with the Qualcomm Snapdragon chipset. But I hope for Samsung's sake that they fix the problem because obviously we had a whole scandal back in what, 21, I think, or 22, I can't remember. 
and Samsung decided to drop the Exynos chipset and bring only Snapdragon variants to everywhere in the world. Uh, but now they've brought it back where we have that kind of two phones even or two different phones even though they're technically should be the same phone um we'll see how that turns out i don't think it's too big of a deal maybe samsung has figured it out by now uh, but aside from that uh we do have the gpu which is the adreno uh, the adreno 750 which is what you're going to get in the u.s canada and china but you're getting an interesting gpu you're everywhere else so the international gpu paired alongside the Exynos, is the Eclipse 940. So I've never heard about this chipset, actually, for the GPU. I, I've actually never heard this one. But it's the Eclipse 940. I don't know how it's going to perform, but I assume that it's on a flagship phone. It's going to perform as such. So I don't think there's going to be gaming issues or whatever. Uh, these phones are still very polished and still very much capable of pulling off those hard tasks and whatnot as for the memory no expandable memory but we do have a couple of storage configurations options which i think the s24 plus has the edge on in terms of you know starting out one little side note that i should mention all the specs that i mentioned for the platform and the one ui and the android and the uh, the processors, the GPUs, they are both the same on both phones. Internationals are going to get Exynos chipsets with the Xclip 940 GPU, whether you get the S24 S or, or the S24 Plus or the Ultra model. But here in the US, no matter what variant you get as well, you will get the Qualcomm Snapdragon with the Adreno 750. I hope I made myself kind of clear. I know it's a little bit convoluted but that's samsung for you they for some reason like to make so many different versions of their same products but regardless um they make uh great products so i think we'll have a pretty good experience overall we have for the s24 we have 128 gigabytes of internal storage with 8 gigs of ram that's the starting base model one which i think is okay it's not great uh, if you can, I would suggest going to the second variant, which is 256 gigabytes of internal storage with 8 gigs of RAM. You also have the capability of going to 256 gigabytes paired with 12 gigs of RAM instead of the 8 previously. And the biggest, highest end model for the S24 is going to be 512 gigabytes of internal storage with, oh yeah, with, uh, with 12 gigs of RAM. So that's going to be like the highest, or 8 gigs of RAM. Yeah, so 512 of internal storage with 8 gigs of RAM. Unfortunately, no 12 gigabytes of RAM for the 512 model, which is weird. Very weird choice. But you, for the S24 Plus, you have a starting uh, storage of 256 gigabytes paired with 12 gigs of RAM. So right off the bat, you're getting 12 gigabytes of RAM, 256 gigabytes of storage. In terms of storage, the S24 Plus is a much better starting out deal last year it was still 128 so um they've doubled it now which is nice to see and you have 12 gigs of ram you could also upgrade to the next variant which is the only other variant of this phone which is 512 gigabytes of internal storage with 12 gigs of ram so as you can see they're kind of 
Samsung is kind of, um, I would say, restricting their phones. So the Ultra model gets to have every single combination possible versus the S22, I mean, S24 and S24 Plus, they only get certain combinations, which I find kind of, you know, it's kind of, um, it's very bad on Samsung's part. Like, it's just sleazy in a sense. It's just, it's not fair. I would say it's not right for them to be doing that. It's very Apple to be doing that. And we all know Apple pisses us off. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. You know, Samsung used to just offer everything and everything, regardless of what phone you got, in terms of other specifications, such as storage configurations. Obviously not specs necessarily, like cool features, but in terms of like these basics, I, they never really did anything um, to restrict it. For the S24, you have UFS 3.1 storage with the 128 gigabytes of storage only. So if you get the 128, you unfortunately get the slower storage, less efficient 3.1. But for every other one, you get UFS 4.0 storage. And this applies for the S24 Plus as well, excluding the UFS 3.1 because there is no 128 gigabytes of internal storage starting option. So you automatically get UFS 4.0 storage on the S24 Plus um, versus the S24 where you have to upgrade to the 256 gigabyte model to get the UFS 4.0 storage. Kind of weird, kind of strange decision making from Samsung's part. Moving on, we do have the main camera. Both of them have the same camera setup. We have a 50 megapixel primary sensor, a 10 megapixel telephoto sensor, and a 12 megapixel ultra wide lens. And so you do have that trifecta setup of the lens. They're 67 millimeters for the telephoto lens. And you're capable of three times optical zoom with optical image stabilization. And it's capable up to 30 times space zoom, as they call it. You also have a super steady video, 8K at 30 and 24 frames per second, 4K at 30 and 60 frames per second, 1080p at 30, 60, and 240 for those slow motion shots, and 1080p for the slow-mo as well. You also have 10, uh, HDR 10 plus recording, stereo sound recording, um, all of that on both phones. Moving on to the selfie camera, we do have a 12 megapixel sensor on both, and they can record 4K at 30 and 60 and 1080p at 30. You also have auto HDR and HDR 10 plus. So overall, an excellent set of cameras. I mean, these cameras have been refined, refined, refined. And they're just getting more and more better just because of refinements. And they obviously are going to be promoted as, you know, excellent cameras and whatnot. And they are. Um, they've There's just nothing necessarily new about this in specs-wise. Now, for, a stereo speak or for the speakers, we do have a stereo speaker setup. No headphone jack, as we've had for probably a couple of years now that they stripped it away from these phones. We have Wi-Fi 6E support, but I think they also have Wi-Fi 7 support, which is relatively rare still. It's in its early days, but it does, I believe, have that support. 
not many people are talking about it because it's really not relevant necessarily. So you do have, you know, that. You have Bluetooth 5.3, GPS, NFC, and USB-C 3.2. So up to date on everything, you have the fingerprint underneath the display, ultrasonic on both. Uh, you do have Samsung DeX, Samsung wireless DeX on both. And here's a little bit of a difference again. You have ultra wideband support on the S24 Plus, whereas no support on the S24 normal. Now you're wondering, if you're wondering what that is, ultra wideband support, it basically is the technology that helps iPhone users find their AirTag. So if you look at the Apple AirTag, it uses that ultra wideband technology that the iPhone has and it uses that to directly track where precisely the AirTag is in real time. And so that's basically one of the features that um, uses, or the, you know, the practical use case of that technology is being played out. This one, um, if you realistically, if you'd use the normal Samsung tracker, it will be just fine, but they've updated the smart tracker they've made it to where it's usable kind of like the apple AirTag, where it's directly finding exactly where it is and it's using ultra wideband technology so if you want to get the higher or the newest newerest the newest um air tag no not galaxy tag galaxy track i don't even know what it's called i know it's called a galaxy uh tracker tag something um, anyway, the Galaxy Tag, I'm, I'm renaming it the Galaxy Tag, which is actually a reference to one of my, vi one of my episodes quite a while back ago, actually, when I first covered them, um, the Galaxy Tag, if you are going to buy the most up-to-date version, you are going to want to get the S24 plus or one of the older S20s, uh, phones with that ultra wideband support, which technically is only on the S20 series plus models or the s20s ultras models uh, you can't really find it on the base s20s um it's just i don't know it's weird weird thing to omit from these phones battery is going to be very interesting this year because you have a 4000 milliamp hour battery on the s24 and it has 25 watts of wired charging power delivery 3.0 50 percent in 30 minutes advertised uh, you have 15 watts of wireless charging and 4.5 watts of reverse wireless charging for the s24 plus you get a much bigger battery almost as big as the ultra you have a 4900 milliamp hour battery and it has support for 45 watts of wired charging power delivery 3.0 65 percent in 30 minutes advertised the same 15 watts of wireless charging and 4.5 watts of reverse wireless charging. So everything's the same, excluding the battery, the charging speed, um, in terms of, you know, all this battery tech. And so I think the S24 Plus has just gone a huge upgrade because battery life is so, so important. And I remember my S22 Plus, I know I keep bringing it up because that's my latest reference to the newest phones. Like that's like the most recent reference I can give. That phone on a great, on a pretty much good day, average day, 
at the beginning of my ownership in the first couple of months, I would easily get seven to nine hours. Like nine would be like peaking, but like seven to eight hours realistically every day. And I miss that battery so, so much. But I would say six months into my ownership, my battery started to go horribly down the drain. Like it would hardly last five hours. It was really bad. I don't understand what went wrong with the battery life because literally every day my for the first five months of my ownership, every day was six to eight, maybe nine hours of battery time consistently. Every time I always used to see around seven hours. That's like my most memorable like screen on time, seven hours of screen on time. And it was crazy. I was super impressed with that battery life. But for some reason, the battery life just went just downhill after that. I don't understand what went wrong. I didn't do anything different. It was just a huge drop in battery performance where it barely lasted five hours, five and a half hours. And it was ridiculous. I was like, what happened? So hopefully that doesn't happen to these new phones. I know the S22s had some weird problems, but hopefully they fixed it. Hopefully it doesn't have those issues as well, because I know a lot of reviewers, for the most part, big reviewers tend to only use one of these phones or all of these phones for only like one or two months, but they realistically don't use the same phone every single day for all what they do. And so their reviews are going to be slightly skewed in their research and what they've been able to find about the phone simply because they don't use it every single day like a normal person would from morning to night every day for months. And so it's very different from them because they're testing out different phones at the same time. So they're not focusing all their attention as a normal person would to that phone. So the, you know, it's mostly reliable information that big reviewers give you, but it's not precise because everyone's different, everyone's usage is different, and we all have different experiences. So I would say, hopefully this has excellent battery life, this has a lot of promise considering Samsung, and they've clearly known how to optimize because I had seven, eight hours of screen on time with my S22 Plus, and with this iPhone 13 Pro, I get seven hours as well, but this is a much smaller battery. So I know Samsung has the capabilities of optimizing it at least on par with the iPhone, even though it's not as efficient equivalent equivalently wise um, in terms of ratios, battery size to battery life ratios. But I know that they're capable of getting those high screen on times. So I hope that they fix that issue with these phones or even last year's phones. I just hope that they keep improving with their battery life because that's always such a big thing about these phones. It It's the... One of the main pillars really because you have the iphone se from a couple like a year ago the biggest detriment to its success is its battery life it has terrible battery life it does not last you a day uh, especially if it's your main phone it will not last that's the biggest problem with that phone and that's the only thing that hurts that phone and you can't use the phone you can't overlook that issue because you can't use the phone if it's not holding a charge so this um, battery life has always been kind of interesting. I know Samsung used to be kings in the in the past, but they've been dethroned by Apple 
in the past couple of years, they've just, at least in my experience, my phone has insane amount of battery life. I never kill it in a day, despite uh, like hours of gaming. And I just find it fascinating that Apple was able to do it with such a smaller battery than these bigger Samsung batteries. So I don't know. But we'll talk about all that, you know, later once we figure out or once, you know, enough time has passed. So for colors, we have the same amount of colors. We have onyx black, marble gray, cobalt violet, amber yellow, jade green, sandstone orange, and sapphire blue. My personal favorite is going to be that um, natural titanium from like the ultra model, but you don't really get that on this on these two phones, unfortunately. So I'd say either onyx black, violet's a really nice color, gray is a nice minimalist color, but kind of boring, yellow, a little bit too bright for me, jade green, I haven't seen that one actually. Sandstone orange is a really nice color, but I would never buy it. Uh, for me, I'd probably just go with black or violet, um, maybe gray, one of those. But those are your color options. S24 plus starting at $1,000. S24 starting at $800. I would say for most people, just get the S24. Just, I mean, it's not going to be like this big revolution uh, phone. It's just going to be a solid, great working phone. Very one-handed, manageable phone. The S24 Plus, if you have bigger hands, want a bigger battery life, or bigger battery, uh, and just slight tweaks to this, like slightly faster charging and whatnot, then get the S24 Plus. I had an excellent experience with the 24, um, I mean, S22 Plus. So I've had great experience with the Plus model. I have the S21 base model, and I've had an excellent experience with the S21. So the base S series phone. I've had both of these phones, and they both are reliable. They're very nice phones, very polished. And overall, just a huge fan of them. Um, yeah, so I'm even thinking about uh, buying the S22 Plus again because honestly, these S24 and S24 Plus are just out of my budget, so I can't buy them. But I will be buying the S22 Plus, I believe, or the Ultra. I still can't decide. Anyway, that was it for this episode. My voice is giving out. I'll see you guys in the next one. Till then, peace.